0: intrepid listeners, welcome to the Unnaturalist Podcast, an adventure in speculative biology. I'm your host, Evan.
1: Uh, I'm your scientist, Tora. And I'm Kim.
0: An actual zombie, here risen from the dead for this podcast. It's
2: pretty much true, actually, in this case.
0: (laughs) Kim did some very in-depth research for this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, On this podcast, we take a scientific look at fantastical beings and try to figure out how they work and how they're put together and how they do things and anything that we think is interesting. This episode, if you could not tell by my savage burn, is mm-hmm. about zombies. Because it's a spooky Halloween episode. A Halloween Ooh. episode. spooky. I
2: love zombies. Yeah. Like a lot.
0: I think that they're are fundamentally two kinds of people. There are zombie people and there are vampire people and I think I'm a vampire people.
2: You don't think there are werewolf people?
0: Oh, I guess that's true, but I think those are called furries.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
0: I do like werewolves, but...
2: Yeah, werewolves are just, cool, but...
0: They're not as present in media, I feel like, as zombies and uh, vampires are.
1: This is true. Mm-hmm. Not right now. Who knows next year?
0: Yeah, what's going to be the new hot horror trend? Uh, But yeah, how about you, Tora? Are you a zombie people or a vampire
2: people?
1: Oh boy, if I have to choose, I guess I'm more of a vampire person.
2: What? Get out. Sorry. (laughs) Get off this podcast. This is a zombie (laughs) podcast, clearly.
0: We're going to have to talk about Vampires next Halloween, maybe, or maybe just whenever we feel like it.
2: But we made a hard stance by picking zombies first. We I'm did just saying
0: that is true. That is true. I don't know why exactly. I decided like we had a whole list, and I was like, "Oh, zombies would be great." And you guys were just like, "Oh yeah, that sounds good."
2: I was worried we couldn't do them because we have the no magic rule.
0: Yeah, but thankfully we have a uh, uh, an immunologist. Ah, so you know things about. Diseases, right, Tora?
1: I kind of do. I definitely know things about diseases of animals.
0: Well, you know more than us, almost certainly. And I think in modern media, the the zombie thing, that whole thing, is almost ubiquitously framed as a disease at this point.
2: No, yeah. it's not. Oh, really? I, oh, really? I have a whole list of different kinds of zombies that exist oh, okay. in modern media. okay.
0: Kim did work, so
2: I did do work. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have to do a ton of work because, as I was mentioning to Evan before we started recording, I love zombies and I've played a lot of games, watched <laughs> a lot of movies and shows that have zombies in them. So there's lots of different kinds.
0: Kim is the Tina Belcher of this podcast.
2: <laughs> oh no, don't do
0: that. <laughs> uh, okay, tell us about zombies, Kim.
2: Okay. Well, zombies originated in Haitian folklore, which is where they come from culturally. But in Haitian folklore, they're usually more of the magic zombies. Zombies originated in more of like a a necromancy sort of way with witchcraft and all that fun stuff.
0: Yeah, and we white people stole them. From black people and took them out of their cultural context and made them a horror movie monster.
1: (laughs) We sure did. Wasn't it Romero who largely did that?
2: Yeah, in the late 20th century, in America and also in Japan, but largely in American cinema, um, zombies became a big thing, especially after uh, the Night of the Living Dead.
0: I've not seen Night of the Living Dead. I feel like I probably should because this is probably a cultural touchstone that I'm lacking, but...
2: I mean, it's, it's, you have to be really interested in the subject matter, as it is when you watch any movie that was made back before color film.
0: <laughs> they weren't good at movies back then, guys. They just hadn't figured I mean, it out.
2: They were good at movies, but it's kind of like whenever I meet someone who's never seen Star Trek, the original series before, I'm like, it's really good, but you have to... Be, like, invested in the idea of Star Trek if you're going to get into it, because it is old at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: It is dated. It was
0: very cutting edge at the time, but it was also, like, the only science fiction television show option at the time.
2: Mm -hmm. It's great. And it inspired a whole genre, essentially. But, you know.
0: Yeah, it is in an interesting situation, kind of like how uh, Lord of the Rings is, where everything pulls from it so if you've seen modern stuff and then you go back and watch Star Trek or you go back and read Lord of the Rings it feels very cliche just because it was the OG and everything else in that genre pulled from it so you definitely like lose the magic to some
2: extent anyway
0: we're talking about zombies yeah not Lord of the Rings or Star Trek
2: (laughs) yeah but I mean similarly The fun thing about zombies in the late 20th century is that when we did bring them back in America and in Japan, in movies and in games and in stories, it definitely took more of a turn towards science fiction. And we started using explanations that were not founded in magic. And what I love about zombies specifically is that we also started using them as a vehicle for social commentary on, like, society and government and technology, and people started using it to express their opinions about things mm. like uh, change yeah, that was going on. Either it's like, like there's a
1: reason that the, uh, was it Dawn of the Dead takes place at a mall. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: yeah, people were using it to express, like, their fear of, like, bioengineering, or they were using it to express, like, their opinions on how their society was run and the human condition.
0: (laughs) Kind of like uh, how Godzilla was like an allegory for like nuclear power and Mm -hmm. uh, the X-Men were like... So, of course, the X-Men now are primarily like a stand-in for marginalized peoples. But early on, uh, when they were created in like the 60s, the the X-Gene was like, implied to be the result of, like, exposure to radiation, which was, of course, a big, like, cultural fear at the time. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also my my favorite... I'm going to get into the types of zombies, because there are a lot, but my favorite kind of zombie is actually, upon researching this, I discovered the kind where they don't usually explain how or where the zombies come from and it's because the story is usually about more than that like mm-hmm. just the focus of the subject it's not really about the zombies it's usually about the people or what the zombies represent or how oh, wait, people who are
1: uh really tied up in um uh details though sometimes lose sight of that huh yeah for sure
0: the the like Ugh, plot hole culture has ruined a lot of things. Let's be honest. Like, ugh, they didn't explain how the thing with the thing and the thing. I, I was actually, this was just a personal thought I had the other day. But it seems like there's so many science fiction things that we've gotten so close to achieving now that it's almost spoiled us. We, we, we try to instead of just accepting that, like. In the future or somebody smarter than me or there's some kind of explanation for that somewhere and rolling with it. We have to like no, like we have to have some kind of plausible scientific explanation in things where one is not really like necessary or relevant. I've fallen into that, too, but I've deliberately tried to get away from it because I've realized that, like, it's silly and pointless. I say as we have a podcast about how mermaids work scientifically and stuff. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I like I said, I'm totally here to explain these zombies scientifically and biologically, even though yeah. I just said I do not think that's important what zombies are culturally.
0: Uh, so we should probably frame these the same way we frame all of our other critters and beasties and beings, which is to, like, explain what they are uh, in the cultural view and their habitat and how they come about and stuff like that so i was apparently under the mistaken view that most of the time in modern uh media the the zombie condition is caused by a virus but a zombie is an otherwise human person who has been transformed into a less intelligent uh less culturally sophisticated, usually kind of a a shambling, usually decomposing or deformed in some way version of themselves. There's a lot of cases where the, the person will medically die first and then be sort of resurrected as a zombie, whether it's framed as a virus or not. And then there's other situations where people will become exposed to another zombie or something that that's a carrier for the zombie condition, whether it's a virus or not. And the, the living person will then like take on the, the same attributes. So generally speaking, like I said, zombies are less intelligent than humans. They have less motor control than humans. They're often sort of slow and shambling and uh, don't have a lot of dexterity or or like physical capability. There are exceptions. I think uh, like World War Z, they could run very fast and climb walls and stuff like that. But most of the time, they're slow moving. They're not intelligent. They don't seem to have uh, the capacity for... Like complex planning and things like that. Uh, oh, and like I said, sometimes they're decomposing, sometimes they're not.
2: Hmm. Yeah, so I think some of the big questions we have to answer for these zombies, which are going to be kind of hard to answer in my opinion, is for one, where do they come from? What's the origin of this zombieism? Two, is it a virus or is it some sort of condition that affects people outside of that, like radiation Mm -hmm. or three, is it some outside organism completely that infects people? So like some sort of symbiotic relationship or some sort of living organism that takes people over or another one is just, are they a separate thing altogether and they're not, actually people at all. They just look humanoid. Oh, that's that's an interesting interesting. take.
0: I don't think that's uh typical, but yeah I'd like to hear you make a case for it. Sure.
2: Me too. I have references for all of these. (laughs) Okay. The other big question that I think needs to be answered is do whatever it is, does it have to die first and come back in order to it for it to be a zombie? Because especially in the case of radiation or in some viruses, it infects the people while they're living and just degenerates them to the point mm-hmm. of being a zombie. Right. And they don't actually die at any point.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, know, I know what you're talking about. There's definitely, like, two schools of zombie creation philosophy where, in some cases, the people will die first and be resurrected, and in other cases, they'll just contract... Or become exposed to whatever it is that turns them into a zombie and transform into a zombie without having died first. Hmm. So, um, I think if we're gonna go with the the people have to die first angle, then the most compelling answer to how do they become zombies might be that it's uh, like a fungus... Infecting them?
1: Yeah, so I wanted to say the... I think my very favorite depiction of zombies is in The Last of Us game. And that is a cordyceps fungus, or at least they call it a cordyceps. Uh, in that, which is based off of a, a fungus that infects carpenter ants. And uh, basically forces them to... At first it makes them all, you know, janky like a... Uh, uh, like a zombie... And then at some point it forces them to crawl up to a certain height and then like clamp onto some vegetation and then the ant will actually die and then um, the cordyceps will grow out of it and then shed more spores, presumably over the ant's nests or near to it, and then infects more ants and it's it's great.
0: I've heard of that. It's very unsettling and bizarre. Uh so I don't know a lot about the science there. How is the fungus able to do that? Do we know is it because the ant is so like neurologically simplistic or So
1: something that's really interesting is I found this paper from uh 2017. It's Fredrickson et al. 2017 in P-N-A-S, and yes, that sounds like penis. And yes, scientists <laughs> laugh about that all the time. It's not just you. Okay, so um, what they actually found was that the little, the hyphae, which are kind of like, um, like microscopic root type things, hmm. they will form tendrils around the muscle fibers of the ant and actually even sometimes penetrate into them. And then the fungus also appears to excrete these small molecules that, um will affect the muscle and nervous tissue in the same ways that like uh, the ant excreting molecules would affect the muscle and nervous tissue. Um, and but the the most bananas part of this is that the fungus does not appear to enter or control the brain in any way. Which means could this ant be just aware at all times that it's being its muscles are being controlled by this fungus?
0: That's super horrifying if we're we're thinking about this in the context of humans turning into zombies assuming they had died and been like physically taken over by fungus but in a situation where they didn't die first and their body was taken over by a fungus that's some that's some real body horror shit to have like to assume that the human is conscious and is still in there and doesn't want to be doing what they're doing but uh. Something is growing in them and has hijacked all of their muscle function and motor control, and is making them attack other humans or
1: whatever. Yeah, so it seems like in in real cases of biology, really the whole zombie thing is um, heavily crosses over with kind of an invasion of the bias snatchers type thing. Um, it's it's honestly more like that than zombies, but. Um, in the end, most of these guys die too, so maybe that's more zombie-like.
2: I mean, I think it makes more sense, just evolutionary speaking, if you're going to try to take over a whole nother organism, getting it to do anything has got to be way easier if it's, it's
1: dead first. Right, yeah, because you need the meat to be fresh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, you need the bits to still be working.
1: Mm-hmm. Even in, in stuff
2: like... in. Media that tries to explain it where the person or creature, if animals can get infected too sometimes, but if the person has died first, like in The Walking Dead, they usually try to come up with a way to explain like, yeah, after they die, like a certain part of their brain sort of is reactivated again after death and like things like that. Now I'm no neurologist but seem a lot harder to achieve, in my opinion, than just starting from the top and shutting down what you don't need from there, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I think that might be why a lot of zombie media has moved towards trying to explain it as a virus rather than as reanimation, just because scientifically, that's kind of easier for people to swallow, like that it's it's a, a virus or something, some kind of pathogen or contagion that maybe makes you appear dead for a period of time and then, like, takes over your brain or makes you hyper-aggressive or something. That That's the explanation in some things, I want to say. um What's that Will Smith movie?
2: I Am Legend. Yeah. Yeah, in the movie, I Am Legend, it's like that.
0: I know that the book is different. I haven't read the book, in so. the
2: In the book, they're like vampires.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Speaking of vampires. Why did they... <laughs>
0: Why did they, like, revamp them as zombies? I
2: don't know, Evan. Why did they film a perfectly good ending and then scrap it and do a really <laughs> bad one? I don't Snap. know. What's the good ending? Oh, the, okay, spoiler alert, I guess, if you haven't...
0: Yeah, spoilers <laughs> for I Am Legend, which came out, like, 12 years ago or
2: something. Um, in the In the other ending, which they filmed, he doesn't, like, blow himself up and kill a bunch of the monsters for no reason. In the good ending... Um, all of the zombies like come down into the basement in the lab where he's working to, he finds out to rescue the one that he has kidnapped to do experiments on. Mm -hmm. And it's revealed that the zombies actually have like emotions and thoughts and it reframes the story so that he's actually the monster. And they're like the new evolution of people. Like this is just how people are. And he's the weird one who like lives in the daytime and like, kidnaps them and kills them
0: that's really interesting
2: yeah it is really interesting i mean
0: definitely more interesting than like i found the cure yeah
2: yeah and then die
0: yeah is that how the book ends
2: uh yeah i believe that's more along the lines of the book like i said the book is very different because vampires not zombies they can like talk and stuff Mm. yeah (laughs) yeah it's weird too though for its own reasons
0: yeah anyway in in that and in other similar media the the zombies or whatever uh didn't die first they just contracted it was it was actually from some kind of uh like medical treatment that had come out recently that they were treating people with
2: yeah it was like a like a cure for cancer or something. Yeah. It was like a body. incredibly reductive
0: to- because there's like a bazillion different types of cancer and they all affect the body differently, and there's almost certainly no such thing as a cure for cancer. But um anyway, yeah, it was some kind of, some kind of like genetic treatment or something like that. Some some kind of big pharma is scary and evil. Yeah, angle. I mean,
2: that's like resident evil. Like it's it started with the whole like evil pharmacy corporation like the whole umbrella corporation thing and but they were more like weaponizing zombies so that's a little different they Mm -hmm. were doing it on purpose (laughs) 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 military zombies
0: yeah so uh in a situation where the the zombies don't have to be dead first uh it it could be any number of things it could Mm -hmm. still be a uh fungus which i think personally is the most interesting and kind of the most horrifying and has the most interesting storytelling ramifications if you ask me but in that case it could also be uh, a virus or a a drug or something that Mm -hmm. uh, rewires your brain or uh, makes you lose control of your motor functions or whatever
1: I also want to jump on the fungus bandwagon, and one of the reasons for that is because um, right now, today, we're seeing a lot of funguses really affect our environment in dramatic ways. Like the, um, I think it's called the chytrid fungus, which is um, depleting frog populations all around the world, and uh, and other amphibians too, as far as I know. And then um, the white nose fungus, which is really decimating, well, I shouldn't say decimate, that's a very specific term. Um, yeah, people, really, on the,
0: people on the internet will get really, really picky <laughs> with you about how you use the word decimate,
1: or <laughs> Yeah, so um, I guess reduce bat populations, especially over winter. Um, it really, it, it actually uh, sucker punches them while they're kind of in that Hi- hibernation state and uh, their immune system isn't necessarily as good as it is when it's not hibernating.
0: So there is a bat fungus killing bats?
1: Yes. And I hope there it does a... not
0: take over their brains, though, because then we will have zombie <laughs> vampire bats. Oh
1: no, and they can fly! <laughs> yeah!
0: There's Nowhere is safe from the zombie vampire bat. Ooh. Oh, shit!
2: I mean, speaking of which, like, we can... If we want to make a hard stance on it or not, sometimes it affects people and sometimes it affects all, like, living organisms. Oh, that's
1: bad news. Yeah, Yeah, that's,
2: zombie dogs are not fun. Yeah, there have
0: been many zombie dogs. That's definitely a Resident Evil thing. That is. Uh, I don't know if that's a Walking Dead thing.
2: No, in the Walking Dead, only people get it.
0: You're wearing a Walking Dead shirt also. I am
2: wearing a Walking Dead shirt. Everyone
0: on this podcast wears such thematic clothes like when Tora wore that Griffins shirt and nobody can see it.
2: Yeah, poor listeners <laughs> will never know yeah. how much we care.
0: Um,
2: but yeah, in The Walking Dead, it's uh, it's sort of uh, something that everyone's already infected with while they're alive. And it just doesn't affect them in any way until after they die and it turns them into zombies. But, hmm. So it's just like a dormant thing that everyone has now.
0: Do they explain it in The Walking Dead or do they deliberately not explain it? No,
2: they do explain it. Oh. I mean, oh. they don't go really deep into it, but they they give you like a vague rundown, it, especially like in the show at the end of like the first season. They do a whole thing about it. The real interesting thing that they did in The Walking Dead which kind of goes back to what you said about people being controlled and not really being able to... Like, if people were still had some sort of awareness as zombies, yeah. it was, like, a really freaky concept. Yeah. One thing that I really liked that they did in The Walking Dead in the first season, but they sort of... It, like, just dropped after that and never brought it up again, is that they insinuated that when the zombie virus restarted the brain it also restarted some like stray memories that the people had from their past life and so so you would see the zombies do weird sort of human-ish things like they would like in the very first scene of the very first episode like this little girl zombie like picks up a teddy bear you know like there's no reason for it to do that logically or like there's this one zombie that, like, always comes back to her house that she used to live in, you know, every night, and, like, tries to open the door, hmm. like, just because it's like a stray memory that the virus is relighting in the person, and I thought that was very interesting. They yeah. do not bring it up again after the first season, and it's oh. never used, which is really? super they, disappointing. Really? They thought that
0: was too dark for the walking dead? Yeah, really? apparently.
2: I personally loved it. I'm, like, very much here for that sort of horror. <laughs> yeah. It's very disturbing.
0: Zombies are a very good storytelling device, uh, like, separate from what we're trying to do here on this podcast. That's... I agree with you, though. Having, like... Because there's already that moral conflict of the main characters having to kill people who they knew when they were alive and having to convince themselves that, oh, that's not really the person. That's, like, mm-hmm. a... Virus or something that's infected their brain and is using their body, so I, I don't have to feel guilty about killing them. Um, and yet, yeah, is it? yeah, <laughs> is exactly, it
2: exactly. I mean, so just like with the fungus, I mean, if they're still al- alive or conscious in there, like, yeah, that that just adds a whole another level of horror, in my opinion.
0: I mean, even more so because. In The Walking Dead, they are decomposing. Like, even at the point where they're barely more than skeletons, the th- they start, like, moving around and thrashing and biting and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, if it is, to some extent, still a person in there, is it better to just kill? Because, like, how it's, it's not like you can restore them yeah, to, exactly. like, a functional level if they're just going to continue to fall apart and decompose and stuff.
1: Okay. It's very dark. So I have a friend who um, is just super into zombie movies and she owns like a gazillion zombie movies. And most of them are awful. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) One of them she showed me was, I don't remember quite what the title was. It was like dead alive or something. It was like after night of the living dead, Romero and some other guy split and we're like, we're going to do our own thing with zombies, each of us. And this guy who made uh, more campy sort of shit uh, did this one. And the the thing that I remember most is like a um, half of a woman zombie on a table actually talking to the protagonist and telling them why she wanted to eat brains. And it was like, because it it like decreases the pain of being dead or something like that it was specifically brains were like a pain reliever for zombies
0: get that sweet sweet serotonin oh, <laughs> isn't that
2: that's what exactly what it was not that not great movie uh warm bodies where the girl's like in love with a zombie that's a oh. movie yeah, I know, I,
0: I know what you're talking about. I don't think I've seen that all the way through. But they like yeah, the it was the like I I don't know
2: what's going on. In the it movie. was like a
0: zombie love story <laughs> of some kind. Yeah. We got as a culture very into zombies. Yeah, we did apparently.
1: All right. What's your favorite zombie movie?
0: Mm.
2: Shaun of the Dead.
1: Me too. That's a
0: good one. <laughs> uh, I don't like a lot of zombie movies, to be honest with you. Yeah. Mm. I did like I Am Legend, although I feel disappointed now that I know
2: that there was a better ending. Yeah. A really good zombie movie that I saw recently was Train to Busan, which is a Korean zombie film. Oh, interesting. And it, it, it did that thing that I mentioned where it doesn't really focus on the zombies. It focuses on the people and how they're reacting in that situation. And it's really interesting. It also shrugs a lot of like the stereotypical writing tropes of Western cinema, so that makes it fun, too.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. We're so used to like Americans or British yeah. guys writing movies.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good though. I'd recommend it. It's on Netflix, so anyone can watch it.
0: I, I think we're all in the uh, fungus is more fun.
1: Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I, I
0: didn't intend that to be a pun until I was halfway through <laughs> the sentence, and then I was like, "Fungus is more fun."
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: Fungus zombies. We're a
0: bunch of we're a bunch of fun guys uh-huh.
2: over yep. here. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I like the fungus idea because it's sort of similar to my other favorite kind of zombies. Like if they're gonna have a reason to exist, the one that I like the most is the one that's usually used in video games because science fiction is a lot better in video games, no shade to movies, but uh which is space zombies. Space zombies. Ah. Which is in things like uh, Halo, they have the mm-hmm. Flood, or like in Dead Space, where it's all about oh, the space yeah. zombies.
0: Oh, there is a a zombie transformation mechanism that we have not discussed yet, and that is uh, that it's another organism living in a human body.
2: I mean, uh, that's, that's what I was going to segue into, okay. because that's what space zombies are. Okay, yeah. Which Similar to fungus zombies, which is which The Last of Us pretty much got going, space zombies are usually very similar in that they're a separate living thing that takes over other living things and uses them for their own goals, whether that be to reproduce as their own species or whatever it is they want to do.
0: Is that what you were getting at? Uh, Earlier when you were saying that, like, well, maybe actually zombies are a totally other thing that isn't human.
2: Yeah, it was. I mean, also, you have other stuff like in, a. Uh, am going to bring up the Witcher, but I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> you can bring this up the Witcher as much as you want.
2: Uh, this is a drinking game. There <laughs> Yeah, take like a drink every time Kim yeah. brings up the Witcher. <laughs> gonna get sloshed. <laughs> so, in the Witcher... They have necrophages, which is like a whole class of monster. And within the folklore of the game, people think that they're like dead people who are being come back to life. And they have different classifications. There's a a bunch of kinds. So there's like devourers and foglets and drowners. And so like drowners, for instance, people tell tales in game about how they're like people who have drowned at sea for Sad reasons, you know, dramatically and come back to life. But the in universe lore insinuates that they're actually not undead people. They're just other creatures that showed up in the world after Convergence plot stuff happened, like all the other monsters in the universe and all the other weird fantasy creatures. And that they just look humanoid, and they're also very aggressive and dangerous, so people are just naturally afraid of them and make up all these stories. They also like to eat dead things, kind of like vultures. So a lot of them are like scavengers, so they get that kind of reputation, too. Which I thought was just very interesting, because, like,
0: so I don't... in The Witcher, are they... Like inhabiting the bodies of native species, or are they like a total? They're uh, their whole own other species. Thing?
2: They're their whole own species. They just look humanoid enough that people like to make up stories about them.
0: Mm. I think that's a little non-traditional for uh like zombie
2: or, lore, or, or it agree. might be
1: more traditional than we're used to, like uh, ghouls.
2: Yeah, that's no. actually true.
0: Yeah, because ghouls are a whole other thing.
2: Uh-huh. But, uh yeah, I just thought it was interesting, which is why I wanted to mention it. But bringing it back around to space zombies, I like the idea of space zombies because I think it's traditional enough with our 20th century idea of Western zombies in that it's something that's taking over mm. people. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's not taking people or animals over then, like, I feel like it's missing something. Yeah.
0: yeah, I would agree. I think that's crucial to the zombie concept that it's a human body, or in some cases, something that can also affect animals. But it's the reason it's in lore is because it's a human body. It- the, the other animals are kind of, uh, like, secondary. And it is not in control of its behavior and motor functions and is therefore yeah
1: and the scary thing is it could happen to you too
0: yeah
2: Mm -hmm. yeah it definitely adds to the horror also the whole idea that like your friends can turn into zombies is pretty
0: traumatizing yeah there's that human drama element of like i'm gonna have to shoot my friend in the head or whatever
2: yeah we should make a we should make a call on the can it be people or can it be people and other kinds of animals thing. So Tora, how often do do like these funguses uh-huh. and things as an example of one of the only sorts of animals that actually or creatures do I call funguses
1: creatures? You know they organism. Organism. organism organism is good. Fungus. They're their own thing, separate okay. from plants and animals. Okay, so since.
2: These fungus are the only organisms I know of that really exist that do something similar to this. I'm going to use them as a reference point. Is Can they infect a whole bunch of different kinds of insects? Or do they usually just target one specific species? In
1: general, a lot of these parasites are highly species specific. Um, But that doesn't mean they can have, they can't have, um, you know, sister species that are basically function the same way and then just infect different organisms or like um, there's a bunch of coryceps funguses that or fungi that um, infect a whole range of uh, arthropods and it just may not be the same exact species.
0: So it could be other critters in addition to humans. It just wouldn't be uh, communicable between, like, say, a dog and a human. A dog would have to get it from another dog. Or actually, rather, in this case, it would be, like, the spores from the fungus spreading around.
1: Yeah, and that's not to say things don't jump species. Um, They do, and then, like, there's some viruses, for instance, like the flu, which infects God, like birds and mammals of all sorts, which is really obnoxious.
0: Your pets can get the flu from you. I only just found this oh, out. I
1: know it's a bummer.
0: Get your flu shots, guys. Save your pets.
1: Get your flu shot.
0: Save your pets, even if you don't care about yourself and your own life. Save right. your pet. Your, <laughs> don't give your cat your the cat flu. Your cat is
1: not going to care when you're like sneezing and like coughing. The cat is going to be sitting on your chest, purring, trying to make you better.
0: My cat gets so offended when I sneeze. I have very loud sneezes. And Axel looks at me like, what is the matter with (laughs) you? Why are you yelling?
1: (laughs) To be fair, that's how I look at my mom when she sneezes.
0: (laughs) Can a fungus be... I guess you could carry like the spores on your clothes or something like that. But an infestation of fungus wouldn't be... Like directly communicable from one person oh, no, to another. Oh no, it should I don't be. Think. Um,
1: well, as long as you're oh, really? putting out spores or something. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Gross.
0: Yeah. So I think I do think uh, the contagion aspect is important as far as uh like zombie lore. Like you have to be able to become infected with the zombie thing, preferably from other zombies. <laughs> yeah. I think that's. I, wanna... I think that's important to the. I want to
1: bring zombie. up one more mm-hmm. option, which would be um, some sort of animal parasite, like a parasitic worm. Um, there's these things called horsehair worms that will parasitize various arthropods, like insects and spiders. Um, the one that I know the best, because a uh, there was somebody who was researching them at my graduate institution, um, this one gets into a cricket, and then it castrates the cricket. And, um, when the worm is big enough, it will make the cricket attracted to water and induce it to, like, jump in. And, uh, then the worm or worms, uh, sense the water and swim out of the cricket and, uh, start mating. And, uh... Yeah, it's really freaky. And then at that point, the cricket, if it can, like, get out of the water and not drown, it can um, go uh, re-grow its genitals and... (laughs) (laughs) How convenient for that cricket. Yeah, good good for that. And reproduce again. Um, (laughs) And you can, like, even turn over a cricket and you'll see, like, these little horsehead worm, um, worms kind of, like, poking out of the abdomen. It's really weird and gross um so
0: there's something uh this is not exactly the same but uh i remember an episode of sawbones about the mm. worm which is something that infects humans and it doesn't take over your brain exactly but it also reproduces in water and so uh i i think you get it through your diet i think you ingest the worm And then it actually burrows its way out through your skin, but specifically the skin of your foot. And right before it erupts, you get, um, like, just an unbearable urge to, like, put your foot in water. Which is really bizarre, because it sort of insinuates that the worm is somehow hijacking your brain or your nervous system somehow. Yeah, absolutely. But humans you know, fully complex, fully conscious humans will get just this, like, incredible urge to go stand in water or to stick their feet in water, because that's how the worm lays its eggs.
2: The worm told
1: them to. The worm
0: told me to. I must obey the worm. But you, you're not conscious of right. it. No, I mean, yeah, Of course, yeah. it's very uncomfortable to have this worm, and it's, like, painful, and it takes a long time to get rid of it, and we've been doing a lot to try to eradicate this worm in various parts of the world but it's not as though you're like oh dang i have this worm in me i bet yeah i heard somewhere that if i stick my foot in water it'll wiggle out or something (laughs) like that it it just it
1: no it knows when it's
0: time it's not it's not a conscious yeah yeah the 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 worm is affecting your decision making is what i'm which is kind of horrifying when you think about it Mm mm-hmm so we're not that far from zombies, is what I'm saying. <laughs> there's there's things out there that can make your brain do real weird stuff.
2: Mm. I mean, that that's how space zombies almost always are. Mm. There are mm-hmm. always some outside alien organism that infects humans and takes over and like hijacks their nervous system and their bodies and stuff. Just so. a bunch of weird shit. Yeah,
1: so in uh, Dead Space, what is it exactly? I remember there's like a monolith or something, but... Yeah, in
2: Dead Space, it's a little, it's a little different because it's kind of complicated. There are these um, markers which give off this electromagnetic signal which sends into people's brains the, (laughs) the blueprints on how to make more markers, for one. But it also gives them a sense of, like, paranoia and dementia and suicidal thoughts so that they kill themselves and and if they don't they make more markers and when they're dead what the signal does is it transforms their tissue into what they call like necromorph Mm -hmm. tissue which is like weird like a different sort of organism that can combine itself into weird shapes and body horror fun stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is, like, the most complex zombie origin we have heard yet.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. But...
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not crazy about the electromagnetic pulse zombie brain.
2: Yeah. The cool thing about the Dead Space Zombies is that... Actually, it's kind of similar to how the Flood is in Halo also. They're kind of insinuated at having, like, a collective
1: consciousness,
2: mm. too. Like, they have a, like a, a control a That's really common
1: in space s- zombies, it seems like. It is. Um, probably because they need a MacGuffin that you can uh. go after
2: to end the... <laughs> to end yeah, kill the one thing and it solves the whole problem
0: everywhere. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But, um... Although, usually these games are also a little, like, on the more depressing side, so they're like, oh, you can kill it, and it'll stop it for now, but they're still out there. They always do that thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always more of them.
0: There's always sequel baits. There's
2: always more games, guys. <laughs> but, uh, in, in Halo, what I really like about the Flood is that they're, like, these weird parasitic organisms that hijack people's bodies, and not suggesting that this makes any sense scientifically, But the flood is actually, like, one giant macro organism Mm -hmm. that, when it hijacks people's bodies, it also gains all their intelligence and their memories, which it then, like, uses to collectively control, you know, like, its army of zombies. So, like, if it... If it kills someone who, like, knows the secret plans on how to, like, get through the base and stuff and open all the doors, then it just, then the flood just knows uh. that now. Oh. Like And it also knows, if it, like, gets your friend, it now it knows all your, like, personal secrets uh. and it knows who you
1: are. Jeez.
0: It you knows the, the four-digit code to your locker. <laughs> it yeah.
2: knows
1: that time knows you, you, like, had an accident in your math class or whatever. Yeah,
2: yeah, it does.
0: It knows that very embarrassing (laughs) photo of Spongebob at the Christmas party.
2: And it's going to use it against you. (laughs) Uh, It's fun, but it doesn't make much sense.
0: All right, so. The uh, there are we still got to kind of account for the fact that there's this whole like they're dead and then they come back to life thing, um, which is that. Again, not in all zombie media, but a very common feature of zombie media is: person dies, and whether immediately or very shortly thereafter, they they are like reanimated as a a thing, a zombie thing. Whether it's a, a fungus or a worm or a virus or whatever, what's the point of of, of dying or appearing to die first? Hmm.
2: Well, I think that's the reason why a lot of media doesn't do that now because mm. it, it it doesn't it doesn't really need to happen in order for the zombies to exist. I mean, I suppose it might be a little less traditional to the folklore, the like necromancy folklore that they originate from, but and like some of the classic movies where they like come up out of the graveyards. But
0: I was just thinking, if it is indeed a fungus, maybe the fungus just grows better in a. A uh, still, moist environment. Yeah,
2: yeah, probably like fungus too. I mean, even if it's even if it's an organism that isn't a fungus, maybe the organism, whatever it is, just likes darkness, or it likes whatever it likes. You know, I mean, it can it can have any preferences it wants. So I think
1: something. <laughs> yeah, we could make this work with a fungus for sure. So like maybe the fungus is uh, feeding off of off of the human tissue as like, you know, some mold would feed off of an orange and then it starts running out or it already knows it's running out. So it compels this body to also try and consume more <laughs> flesh.
0: <laughs> yeah, and thereby spread the the fungus to somebody else and let the fungus slowly consume the new host, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, right. and so on and but so forth. But it also might com- Not a good long-term plan for that fungus, but as long as it doesn't move too fast, I guess, it'll it'll be all right for a while. I mean, if it depletes all the humans, then Then it
2: has to go into space and become (laughs) a space zombie, and it has to find other planets to absorb.
0: (laughs) Colonize.
1: (laughs) Yes, to colonize. Another space zombie example that I really like, I haven't really watched much of the show, but I enjoy the Expanse books. Um, I think I've read the first four or so, but there's more now. And there's kind of like a uh, nanobot type zombie making thing.
0: Mm, Robo zombies. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: I guess it's more like a nanobot that ch- kind of changes the tissue because it didn't really know what it was encountering. It was extremely alien and, and extremely ancient. And uh, yeah, it just kind of went to town on bodies.
0: Oh, it's kind of like that one episode of Doctor yes. Who back when Doctor Who yeah. was good, where the the like healing nanobots from a, a spaceship, the first human they encountered, uh had a, a gas mask on and was dead. And so the the healing nanobots thought that was the template for what all humans were. So it basically made a zombie human in a gas mask and it turned all of the humans it encountered into a zombie human in yeah, a gas. Yeah, I thought mask.
1: that was that's how that we're was tired.
2: another great mm-hmm. instance of space
0: zombies. hmm I didn't even think about it as space zombies until now, but yeah, that's another good example of space zombies. hmm I'm going to say that scientifically, as far as, like, in The Walking Dead, how zombies are still moving around when they're 90% decomposed, uh, if we're looking at this scientifically, I don't think that can work, just because, like, mechanically speaking... A skeleton with little scraps of flesh left on it cannot.
1: You are locomote. correct, sir.
0: There's just not. Yeah, there's just nothing. Doesn't matter how many electrical impulses or whatever it's sending into you. It's just not going. It's not going. Actually, like, the human body is such a delicate balancing act of functions, and all bodies, all like living things, are this way. Such a delicate balance of. Everything working exactly right to support every other system that even very shortly after death, like almost as soon as something begins to decompose, there's there's an incredibly limited window of time in which something could like force it to move, even if it didn't have any brain function. So that's a little bit rough. I
1: wanted to say uh, just on the whole delicate thing, um, I think can think of one animal that can endure a lot of punishment, and that's a... I think there's some species of sponges you can just put into a blender, and then you can put the back in a tank, and they'll reform a sponge. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: That's, kind of amazing. Yeah, that's impressive. They're, uh... Those zombie sponges you can look out for.
0: That's a little bit, I mean... uh, I don't imagine that their, like, brain or nervous system is sophisticated oh, enough to have a no, sense No, they're, of self, like,
1: barely but, a multicellular organism.
0: Yeah. But imagine if they did. Imagine if they knew <laughs> no. what was going on and were like, oh, no, that's my ear don't now. Don't bug me, bro.
2: <laughs> I'm in pieces. <laughs> Yes, it would be horrifying but also funny.
0: I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, cuz they're fine in the end, so it's yeah, fine. So
2: it's fine, so you <laughs> could laugh.
0: Uh, but yeah, I I would imagine if you're as complex as a human or any mammal is, uh once one of your systems breaks down, uh there's only so much you can do.
2: I think that's why one of the reasons why the fungus or the space organism is a fun idea. Or just a regular-ass
0: worm. Just yeah. a regular-ass horrifying or, earthworm. I
2: guess a worm not from space would work, too. Yeah, yeah. but that's less you fun. You just love nah. space. <laughs> too. But any of these things have the ability to sort of grow on a decomposing body, so mm-hmm. even if it's not properly taken care of, the human form underneath, it still can, like, work with what it's got. Or if it's really creepy, like Dead Space, it can just mesh itself into creatures that are actually ten people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or it can take over you while you're still alive and conscious and you know what's happening, but you can't stop yourself from trying to eat your friend's brain. Uh Uh-huh. I think that's the, if we're coming at this from a horror angle, if we're forgetting science for a minute, (laughs) that is the scientifically strongest answer, and also, in my opinion, The most interesting storytelling angle, body horror thing, where you're still trapped in there. Like, the you that you know is still trapped in there, but you're doing, like, horrible things and trying to eat your friends, and your friends think that you're not in there and are trying to kill you because now you're a threat to them whatever. God, but
1: at that point, wouldn't you be like, oh my god, please kill me before I kill you?
0: Like, but... You don't
2: want to die.
0: Yeah, you, you don't want to die, and also like maybe they can fix you. Maybe you don't know this only just happened to you. The zombie outbreak just began.
2: <laughs> yeah. Maybe he cut off your arm. You'll be okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: if you got bit just now, and you... yeah,
2: maybe there's time.
0: <laughs> maybe, although the spores are microscopic, so
2: mm-hmm. although maybe once you initially get infected, some of like the initial like the outside organism that's hijacked you like it's already sort of manipulating you and some of the first phases that it does is like convincing you to like preserve yourself Mm. Mm -hmm. because maybe this is like a like phase one issue you know creatures tend to die within the first hour of realizing they're infected so we have to try to convince them not to do that
0: yeah that would be the smart thing to do if it were a smart fungus
2: hey
1: Uh do y'all know or organism do y'all know fungus. about okay, yeah, um, organism. the Toxoplasma uh, parasite?
0: Oh, the thing that makes you attracted yeah, to cats? Yeah, yeah, or
1: we're not really oh, the host tell. that the Toxoplasma is looking to in- get into. We're more of like a uh, collateral damage host. Uh, it wants to mm-hmm. be, you know, in mice. So when it's in mice, it makes mice... Uh, it, like, destroys their fear response to cats, and it also makes them attracted to the scent of cat urine.
0: Uh, I read something, and I think it was in... I think it was in The Violinist's Thumb, which is a book about, like, largely about genetics. But I th- i believe that there was a study that found that the impact this has on humans when they get the the... This bacteria in them is that it makes you, uh, unable to smell like cat pee or like, like, like subconsciously, uh, unbothered by cat pee. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is, yeah, so, uh, like a lot of people actually have it who live with cats just because you can get it from, like, exposure to, like, Cat mm-hmm. feces, like when you're cleaning the litter box or whatever, and Gross. people people who have like have this bacteria in their oh, system. It's actually just, like, a, a are uh, less...
1: I think it's a protozoan parasite.
0: Oh, okay, you would know better than I would, but the people who have this in their bodies who tested positive for it, uh, like just do not find cat pee cat pee to smell offensive in the way that people who weren't wow. exposed to it do.
1: Okay, so that's.
0: So it's affecting human That's brains as That's good to know.
1: Well. If I suddenly decide that cat pee doesn't smell totally repulsive, <laughs> I'll know. The toxoplasma's <laughs> they, in me. How
2: would they differentiate that from just becoming like complacent to it, though?
0: I'm not sure what the controls for this yeah. study were, uh-huh. but... It, and I, I read about it secondhand. I read about the study in a book, mm. so I didn't check the study personally. But, yeah, I had heard of this before, and I had heard of the 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 thing that it does to rodents, where it makes them like attracted to cats, basically, and that's because it reproduces by getting back right. into the cat, correct. correct? So it like the rodents catch it, and then the um, the protozoa wants to be back in the cat so that it can reproduce. So it hijacks the the rodent's brain so that the rodent gets eaten yeah. by a cat.
1: Not like our zombies. (laughs) Not like our zombies, sorry. Yeah, no.
2: They just infect each other and everyone.
1: R.I.P. to the
0: other zombies, but I'm different.
1: (laughs) I'm not like other zombies.
0: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that does make perfect sense, because based on, like, the horrifying things that fungus and, uh protozoa can and worms can do to the brain in terms of like impulse control that would make sense if the zombie virus phase one tells you you're fine and there's nothing wrong with you phase two tells you whatever you do like stay alive because they're going to be able to fix you so you should just not worry about it you're going to be fine stay alive and then phase three um Totally takes over your brain and makes you eat your friends.
2: Yeah. It tells you, mm, you're hungry and angry. <laughs>
0: uh so what are you guys gonna be for Halloween? Since this is our spooky episode, and we're about at the end of our spooky episode.
1: Oh, I'm gonna be a Skellington. I got a bodysuit, and I have like one of those little gas or not gas masks, but like a dust mask with a skeletal jaw pattern on it so i'm gonna be a skeleton
0: oh fun what are you gonna be kim
2: oh boy was i not gonna be anything (laughs) just now
0: if you had to come up with something to be real quick what would it be
2: i'd grab a sheet and it'd be a ghost
0: that's unoriginal (laughs)
2: <laughs> or I'd be a zombie because maybe it just look like me and I don't have to do oh, any work.
0: I have I just, just a make
2: zombie. a bite oh, on you. You have a
0: zombie bacterium yeah. or or yeah, yeah. Uh, fungus in you.
2: It's it's there, you just can't see it. It's a tricky <laughs> zombie.
0: It's a smart zombie fungus. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You would never know.
0: I also do have a ton of like special effects makeup if you want it. I'm going to be Jareth the oh, hell yes. from the movie Labyrinth. And I have bought a little red and white striped onesie for my cats to wear. Oh my god,
1: it's going on Axel, huh?
0: (sighs) (laughs) It is going on Axel. Hopefully he will tolerate it. None of the other cats will tolerate it. But Axel probably will because he uses a harness when we walk him around outside for his walks. Oh my
2: god. He does like walks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, my work is... uh, I actually didn't know this until after I had already planned the costume and planned to come to work in it. But my work is having a costume contest, so...
1: I, I better wing is all I'm
0: saying. I look very sexy. I spent way more money than I should have <laughs> on the oh. wig because I'm I'm allergic to like bad not literally allergic. I'm psychologically allergic to those bad mm. shiny uh like 99 or uh 999 Party mm-hmm. City wigs. So I had to buy a proper like $35 oh, yeah. like cosplay wig and just cut it. It's very good. I'm very excited. I'm gonna post pictures on our uh, social medias I can't
1: wait to see it
0: any any final thoughts on zombies guys? I have one yeah
1: did you guys know
2: that the Department of Defense has an official zombie plan for they? what to do I think they did happens. know that yeah really yeah they wrote it mostly as like a, a training thing for people to use but oh,
0: that makes that makes more sense but they
2: preface it at the beginning of it it's online and you can read it it's unclassified. They preface it at the beginning by saying, this isn't really a joke. <laughs> this isn't a joke. Yes, we are using this mostly for training, but it's not a joke, guys.
0: Zombies are very serious, guys. How can they have a proper response plan if they don't know, like, what is causing it or what if there's a cure or not?
2: They have eight different classifications of zombies, which they reference throughout wow. the
0: document. Oh, wow.
2: So I have them right here. They have similar to the classifications that we came up with pathogenic zombies radiation zombies evil magic zombies (laughs) space zombies weaponized zombies symbiont induced zombies vegetarian zombies what wait what's a
0: vegetarian zombie
2: chicken zombies is the last one <laughs> so are you sure that's the one you want to call out <laughs> wait is I, is I'm, chicken zombies
1: like okay hang on this is a
0: tag yourself this is a tag yourself meme <sighs> now tag yourself what zombie are you well,
1: obviously sure. since I'm a chicken scientist I'm a chicken zombie
0: uh I, I want to be evil magic zombie I don't know if I am but I certainly I aspire to be evil magic zombie
2: yeah, I'm pretty sure evil magic zombie is just what they use for any sort of unexplained phenomena that causes the <laughs> zombies to occur. Uh,
0: what I probably am is vegetarian zombie because I'm not that interesting.
2: Yeah, they just eat plants. They're the, they're the zombies that don't eat. People, oh, they
1: so eat they're plants. like locusts then?
2: Yeah, oh, that's yeah. debatably. Also yeah, that's
1: actually right. not a nothing to sneeze at. That's a problem.
0: Yeah, threat to the food mm-hmm. supply is mm-hmm. bad news.
2: Do you guys want to know what chicken zombies are? Yes, I do. So, according to this document, CZs, as they abbreviate <laughs> them, occur when old hens that can no longer lay eggs are incorrectly euthanized by poultry farmers using carbon monoxide. The hens are then deposited in large piles to decompose. The hens appear to be dead when buried but inexplicably come back to life and dig themselves out of the piles of dead chickens after reaching the surface. CZs stagger about for a period of time before ultimately expiring due to internal organ failure. They they preface this by saying that they are the only actual known form of zombies. What the fuck? I was going
0: to say, this is so bizarrely specific that this has to have happened. Okay,
1: so well, tomorrow I'm asking my uh, boss about this.
2: Apparently they, they don't appear to be uh, any direct threat to humans, but they felt the need to add them onto this document.
1: I, I, I will also note... Uh, <laughs> We do not euthanize by carbon dioxide, so maybe that's the reason why.
0: Well, it did say incorrectly euthanized.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, so there's some food for thought.
0: Yeah. Oh boy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, guys. Uh,
2: what a fun episode. This has
0: been a very interesting episode. I love it so I'm much. Into I got a fact.
1: It. Oh, maybe oh, maybe it's not a, a fact. fact. I don't know. But we'll say sometimes... <laughs> maybe, some, who cares? This maybe it's a,
0: maybe it's a fiction. So
1: sometimes if you pull bodies out of the ocean, um, they will be wiggling, and it's because there's hagfish in them. Oh. Yeah. Mm, so gosh, I bet zombies. if zombies go into the ocean, mm. hagfish are gonna get in those things and then also do their own thing.
2: What if it was like zombies but they're just water zombies so like you can't go in the water anymore and if you go near the water one of the water zombies is gonna get you
0: this is a whole like you should you should write this yeah, out. yeah, yeah,
1: TM, yeah. tm tm it's like
0: jaws tm tm do not steal <laughs> it's jaws but with zombies yeah zombie sharks no just people zombies swimming people
2: water zombies, zombies controlled by fish organisms That's, it's just gonna be hagfish, hagfish. organism Water worms. I don't horrible, know. Horrible, horrible
0: slimy boys. <laughs> from <are> space. Hagfish. <laughs> the hagfish are from oh. space. Space hagfish. Uh all right, we have social media handles. They are facebook.com slash the unnaturalists, slash unnaturalists, and the dot com. Uh we also have a thing where you can give us money if you want, that is KO ko-fi.com F I dot com slash The Unnaturalists. Have a happy Halloween,
1: everyone! Ooh, happy Halloween!